Liran Hirschkorn here, your host of the e-commerce mindset podcast. Uh, in this interview with Faraz Almusa, we talk about launching products uh, as well as a new tool that he's uh, developed that helps you see all the expenses as it relates to your product, lets you integrate with uh, ManyChat and simplifies uh, the launch process. Enjoy this interview with Faraz. The, the podcast is sponsored by incrementumdigital.com. Incrementum Digital is my sponsored ads uh, agency where we're helping sellers grow their sales, reduce their ACOS, uh, and take advantage of all the latest ad types that have been rolled out this year on Amazon uh, advertising. You can reach us at incrementumdigital.com or email me uh, Liran at incrementumdigital.com. Uh, and um, I'm also working with a uh, startup that's lending to sellers for inventory. If you need inventory financing, um, either for the fourth quarter, although it's a little late or beyond for, for the first quarter um, of next year, um, you can also email me Liran at incrementumdigital.com and I can share more information with you. Enjoy this podcast with Faraz Almusa talking about product launches. Okay, so today on the show, I have a friend of mine uh, and uh, uh, Amazon seller uh, who's been selling on Amazon since 2014 with uh, multiple brands. Uh, we'll also be talking today about uh, ranking and uh, a software tool he's developed. Uh, welcome, uh, Faraz Almusa, to the show. Thank you, Laurent, for having me. Great. Awesome. Um, so um, you recently were telling me about uh, this uh, software tool that you created um, and you originally had it. Um, you were working as an agency helping sellers rank their products and then decided to kind of turn the, the tool you were using uh, that you created uh, into a uh, into a software available for sellers. Um, my question is, you know, there's lots of tools out there for you know, many chat and, um, and ranking, um, why develop like your own, your own tool? Thank you for the question. So, well, to start with, we had a lot of, when I was working with a lot of the customers that sell on Amazon or brand owners, uh, as a, an agency capacity, we've been running, like we started with using some tools or some API integrations from other tools until we created our own, and that kind of pivoted into or translated into understanding what are the, the main issues and the main problems that a lot of the uh, brand owners were having. And uh, we decided to do it better and understand the ManyChat platform a lot better. And uh, with that, we decided to create our own API and, and kind of understand where were every single pain point and how, how the sellers were having issues with and try to address them one by one. So for example, the customer service was a big issue for everyone that was using the other tools and uh, you know, the many chatbots where they, they would get out of the, the flows and uh, get stuck. Most of the participants would get stuck. So we kind of wanted to solve this issue. The other issue that was uh, we would see from all the forums or all the, the the brand owners would talk about um, was uh, how would they know what the cost of rebate is really like you could you could forecast uh, how much you are going to launch in the next you know month or so or if you're starting a, a new product 
but do you really know how much it really costs you when you go into the, the, the nitty gritty of the rebate uh, uh, launch, such as the cost of the tool, cost of the service, cost of the you know, landed uh, product, the ad spend all added together, uh, the cost per acquisition of rebate itself. And then it gets into the, the also deeper issue when the customers or the participants, when I, when I, I guess when I say participants, it's the, the shoppers that get the rebate. When they get the product, do they uh, cancel the product? Do they refund it? Do they like all of that would really count into how much it's costing you to to launch a, a, a product and really know how much it's costing you, especially if you're doing it at scale. If you're selling, if you're doing a lot of uh, major rebates, such as you know some some customers are doing fifty to hundred units a day. So imagine if you have. Uh, just forecasted and tried to predict how much it's going to cost you, but you really don't know how much it's really costing you. So that was another reason why we decided to create our own software that has by far the only, actually the only one in the universe right now that has a dashboard that calculates every single, every single cost associated to your launch uh, to down to this single SKU or ASIN uh, to the last penny. So that's this is a, like a proud moment for us to say, to see it all on one dashboard. Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. So the other the other issues that we encountered with a lot of the sellers, it, it literally took them so much time to uh, kind of get familiar with the many chatbots or trying to go to so many tools in, inside of these, uh, you know, you're doing integrations between Amazon, Facebook, and many chat. And you, like for, for sellers, they don't really have the time to spend on going to each one and trying to fix or troubleshoot any of the issues. Everything we consolidated under one uh, dashboard where you could see troubleshoot every single thing from that dashboard that we have on our software. Got it. So, so you created your own, your own tool and you've seen, um, I, I would say, how many launches would you say you've seen this year uh, or in the last uh, several months? Under my uh, software, we've created over 35,000 rebates um, oh. for multiple sellers. And there's a, yeah, there's a lot of things that we've been collecting uh, the, the data to talk about in terms of how fast the reviews were coming and how many reviews would stick for how long and when they would disappear. And uh, what we, we also split tested what type of... Uh, uh, kind of uh, a launch we wanted to do. We've tested with, uh, with the rebate groups where you could go and insert uh, your product and have you know, a pool of participants go and buy your product. How is that really impacting your launch versus a launch when you create your own uh, list on ManyChat, your own club, if you say, because our software will also allow you to, to create a club. But the cool thing and the biggest finding for us, Liron, was... Uh, the amount of reviews that came back um, and the, the amount of security that we create for the, to kind of manage how you ask for reviews and manage how you are 100% compliant when you, if you and when you want to ask for reviews and what is the percentage. All of that is controlled by you within like buttons that we created. Mm -hmm. So um, so let's talk um, a little bit about uh, about uh about the the ranking do you see a difference in the ranking based on the the buyer pool in general like does the in your um 
from the data that you've seen, does Amazon rank products based on the buyer pool or is it only a review issue? So here's the thing. Um, this, there's a, there's a, so I can, so I can clarify correctly. There's uh, the data that we collected was hundred percent on how the reviews are, what's the behavior of the reviews and the fluctuation of reviews. And uh, from what we gathered uh, information that people said, some people said that uh, the, um, the review polls or the rebate polls are not ranking as much just because Amazon is tracking uh, these uh, players or these participants that are having the same pattern, buying exactly the same type of products because they're available on, on, the, mm-hmm. on these platforms. So they kind of built that trend. And they said that the ranking um, is not as uh, solid or is not as uh, credible. I, I cannot confirm that, to be honest with you. I've seen, uh, I've seen the fact that when you give a certain amount of products uh, to a, um, a specific keyword that really performed well with your listing, then you are by default uh, gaining um, the ranking. Uh, so I, I really cannot confirm that uh, the credibility of the purchase itself has been compromised when it comes to the rebate pools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and in terms of uh, what you're seeing, are you seeing differences between, let's say, search, find, buy, and, you know, URLs using like oh, a two-step I, URL? Absolutely. So again, it, that, that takes us back to the basics of what is a purchase to Amazon or what does a purchase mean to Amazon and uh, to a, a, a an Amazon seller? So we, we all are um, you know, we always hear about the using the super URL or the URL to send directly to the Amazon listing. But does that really impact or does that really help with uh, specifically a keyword that you want to push? Well, if, if we just backtrack and look at Amazon, Amazon likes uh, the keyword relevance that that uh, that's already in your listing to match exactly what the query is from a shopper. And when I say that, like, this is another thing that I always say, like, paying so much attention to keywords is very important because uh, I, I personally think long tail keywords are a lot more um, uh, closer in nature to the behavior of a shopper because shoppers, uh, you know, they use very long, descriptive, elaborate type of keyword that they want to, to try to do, explain exactly what they want. And I think if we mimic that, and you convert, you're telling Amazon exactly that this product really corresponds to a pure, genuine search that is um, going to give it more credibility and more relevance. Therefore, it will push it up. Now, a good practice to, to just get back to your point, a good practice to start, if you are a seller with a brand new product, um, I would definitely start with a URL because you need Mm -hmm. some sales. And in order for you to gain sales, Amazon is already going to give you the benefit of doubt that whatever you put in your listing is actually that, that, you know, a good reflection of what the product is. And there's the always, we always talk about the 30 day period in terms of grace period or honeymoon, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever the term is, (laughs) but that period of time, Amazon, really work uh, works in your favor 
because they want you to gain any sales. And from these sales, they can really understand the behavior of the purchaser, whether they used a, a, a URL or used an SFB. That's why it's really important to select people that are really interested in your product versus people that are just going in a rebate key. Oh, yeah, sorry, rebate, uh, rebate, rebate group mm-hmm. is, is what I meant. <laughs> yeah, re- different rebate sites. Yes. Um, or rebate groups. So, so, um, so you're saying uh, as far as um, you know, starting starting out, use use a URL and then switch to search find by. I, if it's a brand new product, I, mm-hmm. I, I strongly, strongly encourage you to start with a, with a, um, a, a super URL or just a URL, and an Amazon URL that will take you to your listing and Amazon by itself will start ranking you for long tail uh, keywords. And from there, you could start taking the keywords you want. And I definitely, uh, I, you know, I am very proponent of making a really good uh, keyword search and we can get into that because there are some specific things that people kind of miss when it comes to uh, the keyword search how how to conduct a, key, a keyword search and really how to choose a keyword versus uh, going to the highest or going to the lowest or going to the middle we need to know if it really converts or not before you start uh, yeah so let's so let's talk about that so are you referring to uh, utilizing PPC first to, to see uh, what the what you know what keywords are converting or um, as far as like knowing what's going to convert and choosing the keyword that you're going to try to you know uh, make a make an attempt to rank. So uh, absolutely, there there are two ways to start with that. The first way is as you mentioned, Liron, which is the best way for you to know, and this is for brand new sellers. The best way to know that you have. Um, you know, a converting keyword is to start with a, some sort of automatic campaign. And I, w- I will let you speak to that more because uh, you're the expert when it comes to PPC. Um, but PPC, and the reason why I'm saying this for brand new sellers to start with PPC, if they do not have the brand analytics, if they don't have a mm. um, the, uh, the brand... Um, what is that called? Brand, <laughs> brand registry. Brand yeah. registry. Yes. Uh, so if you don't have the brand registry, um, I, I definitely suggest that you start with a PPC right at the beginning when you start your launch, like simultaneously. But if you have the brand registry, you have the option to go to the brand analytics and look at search terms and look at keywords that actually are converting and you can actually get the real data of their search volume. And that's available to you. Anyone can go and search for a keyword and see the first three converting competitors. You could see what is the conversion percentage on each one. You could see the search volume on each one. And this is a really good indication whether this is a product you want to launch. Uh, uh, sorry, not well, a product. With so, so the question is, you know, how do you view that information? Do you view that if the top three are not converting at a high rate, maybe more people are scrolling down the page and you have a better chance? Or no, the top three are converting really high. You know, so there are I'm, two... I'm going to target it. Yeah, so there are multiple indications. Uh, when you go to brand analytics and look at a keywords, like you search for a search term or a keyword, 
uh, they're going to show you the click shares, they're going to show you the conversions and their uh, conversion shares or percentage. And they're also going to show you the volume of it. So the more volume by default, we're going to have uh, lesser um, conversion and uh, maybe lesser click share. But what I would do, you can scroll down where you could see lesser this is where it gets really important, where you see lesser search volume, but higher conversion rate. And these mm -hmm. are the spots or the sweet spots where you can rank. If you can find a product that's uh, the search volume is, is in the 100,000 to Amazon, and this is the data coming from Amazon, is a lot better the one than, than the ones that are 50,000 because this, this is just a very high competition um, Mm -hmm. And you're talking about the, the search frequency rank. Yes. This, within this brand analytics. Correct. Yep. So, so for, you know, for some context, um, Amazon doesn't give you how many searches something has, but they give you the, um, they rank every keyword from, you know, the keyword that gets the most searches a month on Amazon all the way to, uh, you know, keywords that get, you know, in, in order. So kind of like bestseller rank. So if something is 100,000, it's 100,000th most searched keyword on Amazon um, that particular month. Or Correct. Week. Yeah. So you, you could determine what is the, the period as well, which is awesome, too. Uh, and you can see the consistency of the, the keyword. Mm -hmm. the, the cool thing is that um, or uh, the cool thing is that you could go to the ones with lower search volume frequency and higher conversion rate. So imagine if you're ranking for three keywords um, in that sense, in that type of particular strategy with a long tail that includes the short tail keyword, then you're already taking a lot more conversion rate for yourself. Uh, therefore, that's that. That's a really good uh, strategy to to not only just rank, to but solidify yourself and have this uh, uh, the key relevance performance and and the score uh, to match exactly where you want it to be with Amazon uh, shoppers and Amazon platform itself. Got it. And so, um, you know, you you mentioned um, so so you go through and have you have you used um, you know, sort of um, PPC top of search placement and getting people to click on that as a search find buy instead of, let's say, on new products, instead of first using the, the URL and then switching over? So you could. Um, the reason why I would say, uh, like, this is, this is a good method to do. We've tried it before. I'm, I'm basically, I, I, actually, you do know that I'm not an expert in PPC, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's it's definitely a, a a strategy that's that's very powerful and impactful. Um, the only the only thing that I would always say, if you're starting with the PPC, talk to the experts. Let people that have done it before and know what they're doing fiddle with your PPC at the beginning because remember that PPC can also work against you if you really don't know what you're doing. And you could be putting keywords that are not, unless you've done your, your real um, research in terms of the keywords, but also it takes really good experts. That's why I, you know, I can uh, 
decided that I, I don't know everything. I know a specific thing, which is ranking and search mm -hmm. and launching. Uh, and, and that's why I don't do so many things that, I, that involve a lot of data that you need to, to do. So I think, I think uh, it is a good, uh, it's, it's potentially a very beneficial way to start with your uh, PPC to launch. Uh, but I also definitely think uh, you have to know what you're doing when it comes, because it really can uh, hurt your your ranking at the beginning if if you're not doing it, if you're not doing it right, I guess. Yep. Yeah. And we we generally will start out with some you know exact match, highly relevant keywords, um, uh, and ASIN targeting for for new product launches to drive that relevancy, kind of like what you said, gain rank, um, and then I think you know potentially combining that with um you know potentially combining that with um uh rebates if you if you need to push to rank higher um can work can work well um so you mentioned um you know um these pre-built buyer pools but when you're doing facebook ads how are you avoiding those same people who are getting targeted you know um for for rebates right because is isn't Facebook more likely to show, you know, show the ads to people that have kind of responded to ads like that. So how, how are you controlling like the audience through, through Facebook ads? I've noticed, uh, I've noticed a, a common theme with uh, uh, brand owners and Amazon sellers when they create audiences, they have this one thing uh, as a behavior or interest that you know, people must be buying on Amazon and that was a big no-no. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think people need to avoid that at any cost and be true, really be true to your audience and create a very niche audience that really responds to your product. And it might be at first, remember if, uh, you know, how uh, Facebook ads work, uh, at first, uh, Facebook is going to take some time to figure out who is your true um, you know, audience that responds to this brand versus a behavior of uh, I'm, I'm buying this product for free, then I'm going to go and try to target everyone that wants to take a rebate. And that is the biggest mistake. So creating an audience, we also created a small mini course that includes how to, you know, really hone in on building the audience that, that really responds to your brand. When you want to build an audience, just make sure you're building it for the brand, not for the purpose of giving away a product. And that is one thing I will always say. Right. So uh, if you have if you have a if you have a fitness product, you're targeting people who are into health, maybe within a certain range of what your you know target demographic is: male, female, education, um, income, all those all those elements to 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 target those those individuals as opposed to targeting people who like deals correct i i i definitely couldn't agree uh, more it, it, it's it's very important that you target the people that will actually buy your product after uh after they do the first uh, run of rebates and, and we'll get to that because the launches didn't end or they don't end at a just here's a 100% rebate or a partial rebate or 1% rebate, which, by the way, our, our software is able to go as low as 1%. And the reason why we did that, because the sole purpose is to really build a brand uh, fan club or a, a, a brand uh, uh, loyalists that mm -hmm. can, can actually buy from you because the next 
uh, next batch of, of launch, it's not going to be a hundred percent rebate and it's not going to be a, a you know, a 50% rebate. It might be a 20% rebate or it might be buy one, get one 50% off. So there are so many uh, values in creating or setting up the right audience versus uh, trying to get to the, to the small wins right away. And I mean, and is, I mean, is there a certain percentage um, that you see, like it doesn't work well, you know, you, you get diminishing returns out of, you know, a certain rebate that's not a hundred percent, like, but you know, if you go to 70 or 60 or 50, like at that point, it's not worthwhile, let's say trying to get your product ranked because you're going to spend that much more on Facebook ads to, to reach people who will actually take that percentage um, so, off. Yeah. So, so at, at, at one point there is going to be a diminishing return when you're actually giving um, a discount and giving a, a deal, if you will, you mentioned the word deal or mm -hmm. discount deals. Uh, but if you're really creating an actual brand, uh, they're going to be more appreciative. Now, this is, uh, it, it doesn't happen magically all the time. There's, there's also value that when you create this list, there's also um, exactly the same way we're doing with uh, email building. You have to build a relationship with them and they have to love your products. That's why in, in our way of uh, like the sequences we build, uh, we actually build, start building a relationship with them to get us uh, to, 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 to tell us how much they actually like the product or how much they want something to, to work for it or to, to work in this product. So um, to some extent, yes, it could be like, if you're, if you're throwing deals at them, uh, that's, that's always normal. You're going to see people that want to kind of skip and go to the, to the highest uh, rebate uh, number. But if you are creating the value for them and they are appreciative, and that's why it's very important. Again, it goes back to how you selected and handpicked these uh, uh, people to become your fans. Then no, it's actually uh, becoming a lot, uh, a lot more interesting to us because some of the brand owners started doing uh, rebates on Shopify platforms, which is pretty fascinating. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it, it really depends on how you're communicating with them. And if you hit that pool and we'll get to something where uh, in this software we created, you might be actually, you might like it so much. Uh, if you get into that pool of rebate uh, shoppers, the ones that like to take all these deals, then yes, you're right. You're not going to have the value, it is a diminishing return. It might not even be worth your time at this point mm -hmm. when you're trying to, to market to them. Uh, but imagine a software that can actually eliminate or al alert you right away when your um, campaign has hit a pool like that. And that's what we've created. Uh, we've created something that once uh, you start your campaign, and you are, um, you know, you're going by your day and, and all of a sudden you get an alert and says your campaign has leaked into a rebate group based on, based on the, the, the stuff that we've done, the algorithm that we created. We know that this is the behavior of a rebate group that's just going to take all of your inventory really fast and, and I might not get any reviews or get any value from it. So it would shut it down for you or it would be under, you know, it would be your, um, 
decision whether to continue so you, or cut it down. So, so can you explain how that, how that works? I'm running a fa- I'm running a Facebook ad to uh, a ManyChat flow, and then you're able you know you're able to tell is it because something got posted in a in a group or um, or you can tell that that buyer is getting other ads related to rebates. So for one, we have um, we look at the algorithm of how many units are being uh, dispersed or how many deals are being dispersed in a certain period of time. And that default time would be in a five minute or 10 minute increments, how fast uh, um, how fast uh, deals mm. are coming in. And actually, no one has that. This is the first time I'm really announcing it to people. And now you're going to mm-hmm. probably get But uh, the, the cool thing is we've had enough data to figure out uh, the consistency or the, the time uh, of rebates, how they were coming when it was a natural behavior of an advertisement mm-hmm. on Facebook. And once it went into this massive... Um, pool of i think that at that incident that happened it was shared with a group uh, a rebate group and then you could start seeing the deals coming in really fast or being consumed really fast and that's when we decided okay we're going to be a step ahead once we see within a 5 minute period if there's a number of uh, a number of rebates were dispersed uh, in in a in uh, a rapid way then it will alert you right away and say um, this is what's happening to your listing right now. It's probably shared somewhere, turn it off. And then it will it just one click. It will expire the entire, um, the entire, uh, flow for you or the, mm-hmm. the, the campaign. And then you could go and, and pause the ad on Facebook. Got it. Um, how, how have you seen, um, the sort of state of giveaways evolve during, uh, during the, the pandemic? Yes, actually, um, this has played, uh, if we want to talk about positivity in 2020, I think this is one of the positive uh, aspects or side effects of uh, the pandemic. Uh, everything has become, uh, by force of the situation, uh, pushed on uh, online, right? And mm-hmm. the trust uh, threshold for um, the rebates and for because it's really a good indication of the rebate, uh, the cost per rebate and cost per acquisition has uh, decreased dramatically as we even um, we track that on the dashboard and you could see the cost per acquisition, cost per rebate, and the communication has been a lot smoother once uh, basically in 2020 because uh, people are more familiar and more comfortable and have pushed themselves to be a little bit more uncomfortable and, and, and change their way of life to, to go online. So in, in a way, it did actually um, help with the cost per rebate and cost per acquisition. And, and this whole idea of gimmicky or uh, like, oh, you're giving, there's, there must be a catch down the right. road. <laughs> right. We also do a lot of, uh, we, we've done a lot of uh, asking for feedbacks, not only about the product itself, but about the process, like what were you thinking? And our findings where people are having more trust and actually more appreciative uh, to get something to them, to their house without having to go out in, in like a shopping mall or something and, and say, hey, by the way, there's a, you know, a free rebate or something or a product uh, marketing because you know it's, it's always been there marketing and giveaways have always been there but now 
the time has allowed it to become uh, more acceptable and and it's evolving to what it is right now. Got it. And so um, as far as following up for reviews, you know, what have you seen? There's been, you know, Amazon is, you know, a couple of times this year, I think, gone after sellers for, you know, like waves of, you know, review manipulation. What are you seeing you know, are you, you know, what do you recommend to people? Do you recommend to follow up and ask for a review, to not ask for a review, to limit the amount of people you ask for a review? What is, do you have some general guidelines around it? Yeah. So for, for reviews, this is a sensitive subject for uh, many, many sellers because I think their main goal is to, excuse me, to get as many reviews as possible. Uh, there are two ways I look at it. If you are a beginner, and you're starting, and by beginner, I mean starting on Amazon Fresh, you have no reviews, a product is, you know, completely fresh, the account is fresh. Uh, we've set up in our software, uh, multi-layer, uh, you know, uh, management for reviews, how to become, how to be very conservative, very, very, very conservative uh, in terms of uh, review ask, and the way we word the review and um, the way it's actually given, because the most important thing that Amazon sellers need to understand and most do understand is uh, doing any giveaways is not and will never be and should never be conditional upon uh, a review or incentivized uh, review in any way, shape or form. That's why our software, once the, the, the product is shipped, it disperses the fund exactly to the last penny that person paid, mm-hmm. um, including, and you can even control the shipping and the, the taxes and, and the cost of it and the rebate. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, the most important thing is um, how aggressive you need to be if you are a beginner. I think it's very important that you become, uh, you, you start very conservatively because from what we saw with brand new sellers, when they started very aggressively with uh, review ask, because a lot of these people will genuinely leave you review, especially the ones that you're creating um, a, a, a list on your own, a club, if you will, on your mm-hmm. own, uh, because they're very appreciative and they really needed the product. Um, they will leave a review and their accounts are clean they will leave you a review, but the rate of review coming in uh, might exceed the rate of the sales and the, the comfort zone with Amazon having a review of a little less than 3% of your sales within a given pe- period of time. So um, it's very important that you are very conservative when it comes to that. And uh, from what we saw, Amazon has frozen accounts or not accounts listings from getting reviews for more than three months where mm-hmm. it literally got stuck at 10 reviews or 20 reviews because they were very aggressive mm-hmm. and it, it would go up to 40 and then all of a sudden you see them drop all the way down to 10. Um, we've also seen that the, the non so credible shoppers or the rebate uh, uh, shoppers, the ones that just go after the, the deals, um, there you really have no credibility when it comes to reviews and they're all like the, they even tell you like, Oh, I can't, uh, you can see it on, on the, the flows. They can say, uh, somewhere between like, I can't leave a review after they get their money. Of course, that's, that's normal because we're not giving any conditional, mm-hmm. 
type of rebates. Uh, but but it will tell you the type of the quality of the the shoppers uh, if they are um, you know very frequently buying products and and leaving reviews and buying products and leaving reviews. Amazon caught up all onto all of that, so it's very important that you're uh, you're very conservative, you're very uh, strategic in how many units you're giving. Uh, coupled with a PPC strategy is very important at that point because you're start, you start to bring in people also uh, not just from the launch. And that's very important. This is all like Amazon analyzes everything. And if, if you're not really also turning on your PPC as well down the road when, when the launch starts, then there are so many things that question. So you, you really need to be very conservative and have so many... Um, so many natural behaviors happening at the same time to to have a successful launch and and as far as um there's i know there's this uh 24 hour rule with many chat yeah. where where you can't necessarily um you can necessarily message if if uh if they haven't sent you a message in within 24 hours now so how do you, how does that work in terms of following up with that buyer so- our own uh, software and the, the templates that we have, we created, well, first of all, we're, I think, uh, I don't want to say we're the only ones using the OTNs, which is one-time notifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for example, our expired funnels will collect the OTNs to follow up with new rebates and offers. Uh, that's, that's one thing, the, one, the OTN. But uh, to, to answer your question correctly, um, we have three follow-ups. We do three follow-ups, and the first follow-up starts uh, by default. You can also uh, control that. Everything we have a cockpit that you could control, but the first one starts after seven hours, and uh, once you start w- within the seven hours, then it pushes for the next twenty-four hours. So you're fine. Uh, but the uh, there's another one you could start. We defaulted it at twenty-three hours. So within uh, a 24 hour period, just the hour prior to that, we will send another message reminder if the if the people didn't um, kind of engage with the offer, and then we'll send them two more, and that's totally within compliance with Facebook and ManyChat. Got it. Um, and you you said you're using the one time notification, so you asked the you asked the person during the flow if it's okay to send them a one time notification. Correct. Uh, and if they do, then you can send one message outside the 24-hour. Correct, and and that will help us with uh, and it and it expires after it because you know hence the name one-time notification. But the cool thing is, uh, Liron, with our templates, they don't just end at one uh, uh, one product launch. If you have multiple products, you could keep going with the same group because you're building an actual brand at this point, and. Uh, so the one-time notification is a perfect transition uh, for the next uh, product that you want to launch. And it could be just one of mm. the other flows just turned on. Got it. And then if not, then you can always, you can run an ad to message those people or you can do a sponsored it, message. It actually would be cheaper to run a sponsored message uh, through uh, like the the way they set it up. You could pay for that message through ManyChat and mm-hmm. uh, it, it will allow it to go. Um, so, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Got it. Um, and um, wanted to wanted to ask you. So, uh, oh, how are you estimating as far as like the units to to give away? I mean, are you are you looking at you know 
Are you using like CPR method? Do you have your own method, uh, which is, you know, CPR is Helium's method. Um, I kind of estimate based on the combination of search volume and sales myself. Um, is there a particular way that you estimate how many units you need to give in order to, to get the ranking? That's, that's a really good question. I, uh, so here's how we look at it. Uh, first of all, it really depends on the product you're launching. Uh, Helium, is, Helium 10 is a really good uh, indicator of how many uh, units you can give. I personally have seen, uh, I've, I've given very, very, very saturated type of products uh, on, uh, on Amazon. And I, I've, I followed the, the rule with Helium 10. Like, for example, if this is the search volume and this is uh, the amount of reviews you, you'll get the, like, let's say a 10 unit per day for eight days. Um, I've noticed that uh, giving anything between eight to 15 units, I have customers that are giving up to 50 units. Actually, some of them went a little uh, way above what I expected and went to a hundred units per day because it's a very competitive product. Um, but like 15 and 18 units, especially if it's a, or 10 to 15 products per day, especially if it's a brand new product, is pretty substantial. Now, again, you could follow a, um, a method of, um, you, you know, being more scientific and go to Helium 10 and uh, use these tools and see how many units you could uh, disperse. Um, I personally think it really depends on the product. It depends on your budget. And I think the consistency of giving enough to bring you to where you want to be. I always think that once you hit the threshold of 100 reviews, uh, being aggressive or non-aggressive, I don't know how uh, you want to be. But if you get to, uh, to the 100 reviews, it will help a lot to just, you know, kind of sell the product and, and, and become very successful. Um, but yeah, units wise, I would say... Um, you could follow the Helium 10 or you could do uh, your own, depending on how much money you really want to spend. And, and that's why we have a small also forecast to see how much it's going to cost you before. That's just a forecast to show how much it's going to cost you in product. And then once the, the flows start and the campaigns start, uh, everything is integrated into the dashboard where it shows exactly how much it's costing you. Um, to get to where you want. And are you seeing a particular like time frame as far as the length of the giveaway? Well, uh, we all know that the history, uh, or the sales history makes a better, um, a, a better case for Amazon to keep giving you more ranking and more and more ranking. So I know at some point I've seen a lot of customers get to a per first page within three or four days. But remember the first month, is very, very, uh, it is the honeymoon period where Amazon is really giving you a preferential treatment than any other a thousands and thousands review people because you're on page one already. Uh, I think a, a better indication after the first 30 days uh, for you to, to, to really kind of gauge whether you should do uh, like a, a 10, 15, 20 days of consistent giveaways. Uh, would make the mo the most sense and would give you the right the best data. Got it. Um, okay, great. So um, uh, for us, how do people find out more um, about the the tool? And um, I know you also, from what I saw on the website, 
you have um, you have both sort of do it yourself and you also have a done for you uh, model. Yes. So the do it yourself, to be honest with you, is the most affordable, which is uh, by far, by the way, the costs are our costs as a software is the the most affordable in in the market right now. And um, it's so it's going to be ninety seven dollars a month. But also <laughs> on this podcast episode, I'm giving a deal after this. I'm giving a code for for your listeners. Uh, so it would be cheaper and it's a lifetime. But um, as a do-it-yourself, you download the templates that we've prepared and they are the most sophisticated right now um, to to really create very sophisticated launches. And uh, that's that's basically the, the cost. It's $97. The, the agency one, if you want us to do it for you, we charge actually $500 per listing, but we're trying to kind of... Uh, close that into we've kind of run into a, a a scenario where we're we're not able to to do more or to to uh, cater to a lot of the customers because it, it takes a lot of time because of the uh the dashboard that we have and the the metrics that they want so that's why we kind of uh would like to do the you know the do it yourself and if you need help we, we will be able to help you but it will cost five hundred dollars per listing Got it. And uh, the, it's brandamentals.com? Correct. Is the is a website. And you can give uh, a code. I didn't know you were uh, uh, so, yeah. preparing a code. But um, yeah, thank you. You can give that code out. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm doing actually two codes. Uh, I'm doing it a little bit differently. Uh, so because basically this, this uh, I, I decided that I wanted to really launch the uh, the brandamentals uh, software with uh, you know when this podcast goes live with you and uh, so I created the first code uh, to be Liron 15 and uh, this is a 15 percent lifetime locked in with all the changes that are happening in the software and all the phases and by the way the software also shows your uh, uh, net profit your sales your organic sales your rebate sales your actual sales coming in from Amazon, everything is showing there and there's so much more. So uh, Liron 15 is um, only, will be only given to a hundred people. And after the Liron 15 is expired or not expired, uh, fulfilled and everyone Mm -hmm. has taken it, the other one will kick in, which is Liron 10. And it will start from the day the Liron 15 will end. And then it will go for an entire month for ten percent uh, discount uh, for the lifetime lifetime discount, basically. Excellent. Um, okay, great. Thank you uh, so much for us for uh, for coming on um, the show. Um, if people have follow up questions, they can contact you through the website. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much for for coming on and uh, sharing uh, about you know the current state of uh, of rebates and ranking. Um, and uh, about the tool that you uh, created. Thank you so much, Liron. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, would love it if you can give a review on iTunes or Spotify, and I'll see you on the next episode of the e-commerce mindset podcast.